What do you guys is on? Oh, that's guys me. Is on. Yep. <laughs> oh Rough my start. god, I can't believe it. Oh and one. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Losers Lounge. Uh, uh, exhale, let it all out. Lots of. Uh, 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 <laughs> what a what a letdown of a night. Nuggets drop to the Utah Jazz of all teams, 123-102. They get torched, I would say. The yeah. uh, 123, that's a big number for a top five, a team with top five defensive aspirations. We'll get into all of that. But first, we're presented, as always, by DraftKings Sportsbook America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use promo code DMVR when you sign up. I hit my lock. I don't know if you guys saw that. What Michael Porter. I, I told you Michael Porter can have a horrible game, get no shot attempts. And go over 14 and a half. So I cashed that one. I was on that, too. He barely went over. It. I mean, he barely got the <laughs> shots to get over. Um, how did we do? Uh, Superstar Dev's on the panel today. How, how did we do with your luck? Listen, life is about uh, experiences. <laughs> and uh um, Experiences, huh? Um, keeping Learning from together. your experiences. And yeah, yeah. See, um, things didn't go well. Things didn't go well for anybody tonight. Over here, I got the man with the wind in his hair. I'm a couple games from taking your job. Superstar. <laughs> oh God! Please get better, Dev. We you need you. We and need you, you Dev. Don't want that to happen, Dev. We me. need you. You don't want me making bets. Uh, just bet yeah. Jokic over every time going forward. That's honestly what we've learned in life. Uh, and then over here, I've got Brennan. But what color would you call it? Mustard? Dijon? Um, yeah. yeah. Hadn't thought about a little it. Little Dijon. I like this jacket. Makes a little Dijon look like a, a hot dog. There's a request here for a sad air horn. What would that even be? That's all I got. Um, lots. There's a lot to get into tonight, guys. It was, you know, there were a bunch of storylines coming in. You knew that this was a possibility. Ugly, you know, the Nuggets having a um, Jamal Murray's return. He didn't play through preseason. How was he going to look? How was the team going to look? We see Michael Porter lighting it up. You know, without Murray these last couple games, so is it going to mesh when you get the three of them there? And then there were questions about the bench. All of those things. Um, should I do a fast recap? I hate recapping the losses. Should I do a fast recap? You can make it truly a 60-second recap. I don't think I can. Want. All right, let's go through the details here. In case you would have missed the game or in case you're listening to this the following morning, Murray got a few buckets early to shake off the rust. I honestly thought, so he makes a bucket, he has an air ball, and then he makes another bucket. That was nice. He had some nice moments early, and I'm thinking, that's good. Jamal Murray, shake off that rust. Let's get going. Nuggets fell behind, so Jokic started to get aggressive. It looked like Jokic came out doing the table-setting thing, not working out. He started to turn it on, but the Utah Jazz were raining threes. They did it in the first quarter. They did it in the second quarter. They did it in the fourth quarter. A tiny period in the third quarter when they did not. They ended up shooting 16 of 38, 42%, but the bigger number is the 38 threes they attempted. They got their threes up tonight, mm -hmm. and they made enough of them. Uh, Bones opened the second quarter with two turnovers. So Nuggets are down 37-30. In the first quarter, it's not going well. And Bones opens up the second quarter with two turnovers immediately. Really rough start. Murray comes in. Malone says, Murray, you go in with the bench. He didn't play a long first first unit. Absolutely atrocious stint right there for Jamal Murray in the bench. The game was sort of lost in this little moment here. And worse, Jamal Murray starts limping. He steps on somebody's foot. You thought, oh, my God, something's wrong. The other storyline early on, Jared Vanderbilt dominated this game. <laughs> Fouled out. Had seven points, 12 rebounds. 11 of them almost immediately. He was everywhere. Yeah. He was fired up tonight to play, to get rebounds, to work hard. Nobody else was till the second half. Murray came back in but played absolutely terrible in that second quarter. Zero points from Bruce Brown, KCP, DeAndre Jordan, and Ishmith in the first half. All the new Nuggets, zero points. Really rough for them. 75-53. You did not hear that wrong. 75-53 Jazz at the Stunning. half. Denver was down 22 points. Third quarter, a little ugly to start. They couldn't get things going. When Murray checked out, though, he checked out after like five minutes or so, that's when the Nuggets made a run. Jokic went into takeover mode. He was super aggressive, dominant. Michael Porter had some points. The all-bench lineup plus KCP instead of DeAndre Jordan comes in. Malone's yeah. throwing stuff at the wall here. The Nuggets had cut 22 points down to like 15. Still not enough, and Malone goes, you know what? Jeff Green at center. Four guards. Let's see what happens. And I'll be honest, I... It was a Hail Mary, but it worked. I don't think that's like a, hey, a sustainable kind of Hail Marys. Let's throw those yeah, in the third yeah. quarter every right. game. 94-80 uh, Utah. Denver had these chances in the fourth. You put Michael Porter Jr. and KCP in with Bones, J Jeff, and Bruce. A mixed blended lineup I thought was great. Jeff Green had a monster tomahawk dunk that was incredible. I thought Jokic comes in, cuts it to eight, and I honestly thought they were going to win. I honestly did. But foul jump shooters two plays in a row. They had an offensive rebound that just went out of bounds. They couldn't. It was a defensive rebound, and they couldn't get the stop. So three plays in a row, they did great defense. All of them resulted in points because of fouls and not getting the rebound. 
And then uh, Murray comes in for Bones. There was a little bit of hope there. Murray Jokic had a little bit of two-man game going, but ultimately they just couldn't get it. They cut it to seven. Rudy Gay hits a three. Malik Beasley hits a three, and that was your game. So um, let me start over here, Vote. You're giving the thumbs up. Uh, what's your biggest takeaway from this game? Going to have to stagger. I feel that way after game one, <laughs> yeah. and I felt that way coming into game one, but I'm definitely ready to say it again. Try to put a positive spin on it. Michael, with the bench in the third quarter, had some juice. And yeah. then not only, this is this is the thing about that particular stagger, you get Bruce Brown with the starters minutes, which really go well, or seem to have go well, gone well so far. So if they're going to be out there throwing five-man bench lineups, in my opinion, that bench is not good enough and doesn't have an identity on either end of the floor. They should stagger, and I think that was part of what went better in the second half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Staggering, yeah. interesting. I mean, Michael Porter... He, he, just, he was good, I thought. Tonight. I thought this good. is actually a very good Michael Porter good, game. We're going to get yeah. to him. What stands out to you here, Wind? What's your big takeaway? Kale. The bench, I'm with you, Vote. Um, it was the bench for me. To start the game, it was the fact that Denver came out asleep and the Jazz came out like it was the first game of the regular season. Like, guys, the season started. Like, do we not know this is opening night? Utah came out, man, like kids. Excited. Yeah. First game. Denver let's go. came out like, oh, we have to play oh, have another to regular season game. It's the first game of the year. Like, at least have a little juice. Yeah. There was no effort from the Nuggets in the first half. Even though the starters, I think they were only a minus four in their first stint. It was an underwhelming stint from them. But then the second unit came in. That's when this game was lost. And it was predictable. It was entirely predictable that that second unit just got run off the floor that group that they played bones highland davon reed bruce brown jeff green deandre jordan that five-man lineup we saw in the preseason it was not good it's set up to fail i do not think that is a winning combination for the bench ish smith was buried on the bench tonight he was not in the rotation wasn't you know there weren't plans for him to play tonight he did play a little when jamal murray got hurt Zeke Naji was obviously out of it, but, I mean, I saw that coming. <laughs> the fact that Ish Smith and Bones Highland played so well together on that second unit in the preseason and then did not play at all Kale. tonight. Um, Camera. That was a huge mistake, I thought, from the Nuggets. Like, that bench unit that Michael Malone rolled out tonight, it failed, and I am just not surprised at all that it did. Yeah, I mean, I'm not as either. These are all good points. I want to flesh all of them out. But Dev, I just want to hear your big takeaway. I mean, of course, you you want to start with that with the bench unit. And I I even feel like they tried to stagger, but it was with Jamal, which I just don't think that that was the the best um, idea. But my biggest takeaway from that game was just like you can't turn on a light switch and just think that you're just going to be able to beat teams. That was a team that. Not that they have a lot to play for, but those are those are guys that are trying to prove something. So like they came in and they were um, on it from the very get go. Like this was a, a pretty much a a blowout game from the like the opening quarter. After that first stint, they right. just never like let up um, the entire time. Um, and Denver had to try to like fight back throughout the game and just couldn't. Um, they looked sloppy. Did not you know look like a team that was on the same page, and they let a team that is not good, like as good as them, um, come in and just really compete with them. So, just uh, how you play, I don't know what it is about Denver teams in the preseason. You can't just turn it on when the regular season like starts, and then you just think that things are going to be well. Well, I agree with you, Dev, except for one thing. I thought that the Nuggets played very well in their last two games and very seriously, very focused. There's a curveball tonight, and that was that Jamal Murray just didn't play in the preseason. Yes, he played in that first one. That first game, first of all, feels like I think it was two weeks ago. The Thunder game, yeah. The Thunder game, the first preseason game. But also, it felt weirdly less like the rest of the preseason games because it was like um, it, it felt very much like it a, was the only game that the five starters played together. But but what I'm saying is it was the very first game. It came eight, five, six days into training camp, and it was just one of those like, okay, this is the everybody get out there and get loose, you know, the, the stretch out game. You didn't get the part of the season where you've actually gone through several practices and you got your defense, you're working on specific things. And I say all that to say, I thought the Nuggets from game one in the preseason to game five showed real improvement, yeah. real chemistry, this or that, yeah. minus one piece, Jamal Murray. And he threw Jamal Murray back out there. And I thought tonight, t- tonight's game felt like a team that was thinking, not sure. a team that was playing. 
a team that was like, okay, how does this work? Because they didn't know. And then you go out there and you've got a Utah Jazz team that has no expectations. They've had a lot of young and hungry wanting to prove it players, including and maybe perhaps especially Jared Vanderbilt. And this looked to me like a team like Denver that was like, okay, this is like a scrimmage, right? we got to figure out how do we all fit. And Utah was out like, hey, let's shock the world. Let's embarrass these dudes. Yeah. And that's how you get a rebound discrepancy like you saw in that first half. I don't remember what it was, 27 to 11 or it something like that. It was embarrassing. Like, it was so over. You get out rebounded by five. You'd be like, man, that was that was rough. They got out rebounded for five. Yeah, re- rebounded by almost twenty. Yeah, at one point it was second chance point was like seventeen to zero. Yeah, like they're just getting like additional opportunities. They're working harder, um, and just really at you the entire time. Like that was what the difference was. Um, Utah was like they really wanted to prove a point, and in the same way that Denver should have tried to prove a point. Um, this seemed like a team that just was like, hey, you're, you're not going to do that here. Um, and Denver just did not respond. Yeah, They just out-efforted the yeah. Nuggets, especially on the glass. Like, defensive rebounding, it's effort, man. <laughs> you, you just kind of want it. And Jared Vanderbilt wanted it way more than any Nuggets player tonight. And it, it was disappointing. And, like, part of this is a little bit understandable. I'm not trying to give excuses for the Nuggets. I'm not trying to let them off the hook for this. I'm saying that what it appeared to me was a team that – Forgot that the baseline for winning in the NBA is playing hard and right. playing intense. Yeah. That was like the foundation. They looked more like the okay, we got to figure this out, team tonight. And it's like, no, you don't. You got to go out there and just run through a wall, build yourself up a nice little lead here, and then go from there. Um, so the rebounding, no question about it. I do want to move pretty quickly here to the Jamal Murray portion of this. Jamal Murray tonight goes for 12 points on 5 of 13 shooting. He did go 1 of 4 from the three-point line. It felt like all those points were very early, very late. Like they happened at the very beginning of the game, the very end of the game, kind of in the garbage time. He did have two rebounds, one assist, two steals, three turnovers. But the kicker here, you look at the starters. Aaron Gordon was a minus seven. Michael Porter was a plus one. Uh, Caldwell Pope a plus three. Jokic minus five. Jamal Murray minus 19. Um, he, as I mentioned, he was bad. Then he went with the bench unit and was really bad. The bench unit got outscored twenty-one to five in the first half. But that was a bench unit that featured him. The idea, yeah. you know, Malone talked about we probably won't see Murray staggering game one, second quarter. We see Murray staggering, and it's like, okay, I guess we will see that. So even they, I don't know if they knew that's how this was going to go. But tonight, it's tough, man. You can't blame Jamal. This was his return game, and I thought yeah, he played hard. I thought he gave yeah, out there and gave course. effort. The thing is, this was a glass of cold water to me. Vote of. Murray definitely doesn't have the timing of everything back. That was that was pretty evident. He told us that the pacing. Yep. He he told us that. But more than anything, the team, Murray and Jokic know how to play the two man game. There's a lot of new pieces up there. Even Aaron Gordon's still a new piece. They played five games together. To me, that was my big takeaway. As I was like, wow, he looks like a real wild card because sure. of how much he changes the game. And that's going to take a, a lot. I think the runway for Murray needs to be really long because it's going to take some time. Right. And that's that's an important take, not placing blame on Murray's shoulders. You know, inevitably struggle is coming out of the gate. But what does that mean for the Nuggets? You got to reintegrate him. And at their best in the preseason, uh, ball was popping, defined roles, Bruce Brown with the starters, everything looked great. To be very clear, I am not saying they shouldn't play Jamal. I am saying that until the timing comes back, and as you said, the thinking part, when Jamal's playing on instinct again, you know, it's going to look better. But in hindsight, I, look, I still expected them to win this game, but of course they're going to struggle until he looks right. And he didn't. And nor should he have, which is also important to remember. But you're right. There is a little, the ball sticks a little bit. And then also defensively, you know, he wasn't great tonight. Not that I expected him to be. When, let me ask you this. When you watch, when you're watching tonight, we saw the Nuggets look really good without Jamal. Like They have a lineup that is no Jamal. Bruce Brown and KCP is your backcourt. Okay, interesting. Michael Porter's playing great there. Do the Nuggets, do you think, need to, like, no, we just need to rip this Band-Aid off and get Murray in? Or do you think this is a, like, hey, we have another lineup. Murray maybe takes a little backseat. He's going to start, but maybe they say, hey, we're going to win the game, a lot of games with this other group. No, you play Jamal like you did tonight, I think. I think you just got to roll with it and let the process play out. The Nuggets are good enough to win games with Jamal Murray playing like he did tonight. Of course, yeah, yeah. They're, they could have won this game tonight with Jamal Murray playing the exact same minutes, the exact same role that he did. So I think in the short term, yeah, if you dial back Murray's role, you elevate Bruce Brown more, that might lead to more wins in the interim. But I would take the long approach. Yeah, I would keep going with the plan that it seems like Denver 
came into tonight with going forward. You agree with that, Dev? Yeah, I do agree with that, especially if you just look at this game and their like their schedule schedule upcoming. Um, you don't want to have them like trying to experiment and try to figure that out against the Warriors. Um, you do it against the Jazz. They have the Thunder coming up. They play the Jazz again. So those are the type of games that you try to work them in. This was about Jamal trying to mesh with the team, his welcome back, try to get himself going. And you saw those glimpses where he um, went on like a scoring run. Um, the defense, he's still like not quick enough. You could tell he's not all the way there, but he's also still trying to play himself into shape just because he didn't play in the preseason. Um, so you do have to take those. And again, you're supposed to beat these type of teams even when Jamal is the odd man out. And also, it's like a learning experience. It's like, hey, that's not working. You're not there right now. I was shocked that he played 25 minutes in this game. Like usually you 26, 26, 26 minutes. You ease guys back into like a, especially like an injury like he had. You don't play them 26 minutes or like later on in the game like yeah. that. But I mean, that just goes to show where they feel he is. He does not look like where I think that he should be right now. Um, but also, like, those are things that you expect from, from a player that hasn't played in so long. So you can't blame yeah. Jamal for that, but you just wanted to see a little bit more. I thought the second half, the one thing is, I think there was real growth there. Like, some of this, I don't think, is Murray was as bad as he was in the first half. I just think that he hasn't played in 500 days. He didn't play in the preseason. He hasn't played for two weeks. Of course. Yeah. And then you roll him out there. So part of me thinks that the second half Jamal is more likely than the first half, Jamal, of what we'll get going forward. Um, but the second half, even there, you know, there was a little bit. And if you look at the third quarter, Denver 27-19, and 19, very good quarter. Yep. Fourth quarter was actually very good until the very end. I think it looks worse. They got outscored 29-22. But really, I thought that was the an wheels even, came off at the even end. corner, and they were throwing some Hail Marys at the very end. I want to go to Michael Porter next, though. Only f 10 shots tonight. Goes 5 of 10. Gets 15 points, 7 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal. Did have 4 turnovers and 4 fouls. Was a plus 1. 2 of 4 from the 3-point line, including an absolute ridiculous 3 when they needed it most. A total yeah, Mike moment. A no-doubter. A no-doubter, but that was like, oh, why are you taking that? Oh, that's right, because you can make it. Um, I was impressed. And then the thing is about him was the defense tonight. I thought he played pretty good defense tonight. He was not the breakdown more, more often than not, uh, at least on first watch. Uh, Dev, how do you evaluate Michael Porter's night? I was actually shocked that he didn't get the ball a lot more. Me like too. Especially uh, just on ISO yeah. situations where he was getting himself going. Um, I think it was the timing of the turnovers is what threw it off. Um, times that he's supposed to give it you know, to Yoke or maybe he's supposed to run the offense, then that he forces it. Um, I think that's what like threw it off and why his timing was off a little bit more. But when a guy can just score whenever he wants to and he got himself going, you expect them to just run more offense through him. And I didn't see them running offense through him tonight. Um, yeah. The offense wasn't going. They weren't able to knock down a three-point shot. Why not give it to the guy that can shoot or operate on his own and then try to figure it out around that? Um, yeah. There was just a long stint that he just didn't get the ball. And I was just like, okay, he, he's the one that's the odd man out right now, and it shouldn't be that way. Um, so, yeah, I think that the, the effort was definitely there on the defensive end, which is great. Very active on the boards. But we want to see him have the ball and just be able to just score and just be put into sets where he can just show his strength, and that's putting the ball in the basket. Yeah. What did you see from him tonight? Mo? I thought it was a good Porter game. I thought the effort was there. In yeah, a me game too. where effort's the big, you know, kind of word of the night for so many players on this roster, Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter Jr., didn't apply to them. I thought they played to win. He got down on the floor for that rebound, you know, that loose ball after he kind of botched the rebound. That scares you. But it also galvanized the bench. You love to see it. Um, I thought he was trying defensively. I thought there were some timely rotations. I thought some key rebounds. That shot was big. Guy really can't put the floor, the ball on the floor still. But he does have like the, the classic Porter turnover now is the where he gets the rebound, starts going coast to coast, and you just are like, oh, like, they're oh, going to poke it away. Yeah, for and sure. you're screaming yeah. the entire time, yeah. like, pass it. No, no, no. You it know happens, that turnover is coming. It happens but enough that it's everyone else can see away. it but him. But yeah. my, my biggest Porter take, you had him on the floor with the bench in the second half. Great. Right, right call. Great. Let him shoot more. Let him yeah. touch Maybe the ball more. Maybe give him the basketball. Give him the ball. Yeah. So, <laughs> But that was a good step in the right direction. I thought this was a good – like this is a good B game for Porter, and it wasn't because he scored 28. It's because he did a lot of things right. I thought it was a good game all around, honestly, yeah. other than just the ball not finding him and him or him not finding the ball, however you want to phrase it. So he played a game high minutes tonight, guys. Wow. Michael Porter is also coming back from injury, a back surgery. Yeah. He led the game in, in minutes. Yeah. I think what we learned in the preseason, though, there's not really going to be any limit for him. Yeah. yeah. He played in all five preseason games. Um, that was surprising, but 
what I took away from that is like he's just gonna play until he tells the Nuggets he doesn't feel well enough to play. Right. Um. Yeah. Thirty-five minutes tonight. I thought it was a good Porter game too. Yep. I liked his effort. I liked him getting on the floor. I liked his hustle. The turnovers were rough. He's still, you know, some of his deficiencies in terms of ball handling and just awareness are still there from last year. But there was so little flow offensively tonight. Right. Yes. And that's the reason he didn't get the ball more. He struggles to get the ball and get shots when the Nuggets offense breaks down. And, I'm and that's over, what happened tonight. And I'm over here preaching flow. Like, I don't want Michael Porter to break the system or want more shots. It's like, just trust the process, trust the process. Tonight was a night where he did that and the ball didn't find him. And right. it's like, man, that's it's a tough sell yeah. when you tell a guy that right. and it doesn't find it's you like on a night. He's on when the he floor, was ready yeah. for it. He was ready tonight. It's like he he's on the though. floor with the bench unit. Like, you know what that group should be doing if he's playing with them. And he's just standing in the corner. Yeah. Doesn't touch the ball for like three possessions in a row. Yeah. yeah, this is me just speculating, but it just it's hard for a player like him who can't put the ball on the floor that has to be in the flow of the offense and there has to be rotations and things like that. And it just doesn't seem like he knows the place. I think that's what becomes difficult where he's just trying to find holes. Um, at points and maybe that's why he just is not getting the ball because he's not where he's supposed to be because there is times that he does not look lost but it's just like okay there there was a cut that you should have had and now you're like trying to come back up and get the ball there was a the point where, where Jamal just turns around and shoots the ball they like ran into each other yeah. on that play and he just there, kind of yeah, just there were dropped it off of to him and it's like okay where are you supposed to be and how is this like play set up so I do think it's like a difficult spot for him to be in but that's why you have to run more plays for him uh, and put him in situations for that mm. yeah alright we gotta hit our first break but I do want to talk on the other side there's one bright spot to me well two I guess I mean Jokic did some things tonight that were encouraging although some things that weren't and Aaron Gordon, I thought, had a really nice game mm. tonight. So there were two yeah. positives. We'll get to them maybe quickly, but the bench we'll talk about in the segment two as well. The wait is over. The NBA is back. Basketball is back. So tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 money line bet on any NBA game. Get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Also, in addition, everyone, not just new users, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. The more legs you add, the bigger your payout. You guys know the deal. Take advantage of this on DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code DNVR. Make any $5 bet. This week on an NBA game, get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code DNVR. Minimum age and eligibility I made money apply. tonight. See show notes for details. What's funny is I went one of three, made money because of the profit boost. Made a lot of money. <laughs> Shout out the profit boost. Don't you love that? Whenever yeah. a sport tips off or kicks off or drops the puck on a season. I like Dra- you went through all of those. <laughs> <laughs> Great job. DraftKings just drops the profit boost in uh, there. Lost, lost, lost. One. <laughs> one big. Uh, the Game Time app, guys, it's your go-to for sporting events, concerts, shows. Whatever you need tickets for, get them on the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app. Use our link in the YouTube description right below us or in the podcast description if you're listening to this show there. They've got these great last-minute price drops. It's the hottest new ticketing site out there. Don't mess around with comparing prices on all those different third-party apps. Just go to Game Time, get the app, use our link, join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app, score the best seats <coughs> to all your favorite events. All right, back here, segment two, DNBR Nuggets podcast. Don't forget, if you ever miss a live post-game show or it's late, you want to go to bed, whatever, this is in your podcast feed, DNBR Nuggets podcast, the number one rated podcast, uh, Denver Nuggets podcast in all of the world, so you can catch that on your phone. Um, and All right, let's get in now to... Um, I want to talk briefly about Jokic's game. He went 12 of 17 tonight, uh, 27 points, just four rebounds. I mean, the rebounding, some of this was on him as well. Six assists, three steals. He did have three turnovers and four fouls. He finished a minus five. 27, four, One six, and three. One confrontation with Tony Brothers. One confrontation with Tony Brothers. Um, I also feel like the the female official is also one of his nemesis. What's her name? Do you know her Lauren name? Lauren Holcamp. Dude, I said this on the watch along. You ask people in the league, they think she's the worst ref. She's she's the one that I feel like most yoke yoke kind of like um, gets that's what people with say. The most, so, um, yoke tonight though, 
here's the thing. We saw passive yoke, all, not passive, but just table setting yoke. I don't. I honestly think it was deliberate. A couple things come to mind with me tonight. Yoke was more aggressive when he needed to be, but when we look at what we saw from Murray tonight, it's going to be a ramp up. This or that. Yoke to me has can't learn the lesson he learned of the last two years when he was an MVP. No one can guard you, and it compromises the defense when you remind them that right away. And I hope going forward, Yoke comes out because he could score. Like when you could tell the exact moment when he's like, "All right, I got to score," and they just scored a bunch of points. To me, I feel like there's an order of operations to this, and Yoke kind of had it backwards tonight. It was set the table, read the game. No, go punch them, yeah. and then look around and see what's left. That's yeah. my opinion about it. Yeah. Well, we were talking about how nobody had like the requisite energy to open the game. I didn't think Yoke came out with a great um, level of energy either. I agree. Like he, His body language wasn't great, and I feel like everybody kind of fell in line. Um what I'm encouraged about, though, is we were talking about the wrist all preseason, and he goes 12 of 17 from the field, <laughs> 1 of 3 from 3, so 11 of 14 from two-point range. I mean, his touch was there yeah. around the rim. He also made a 3. I feel like we can forget about the wrist, at least right now. It's obviously not hampering him in a game, um, but he definitely could have taken it to Lori Markinen and Kelly Olynyk and Walker Kessler a little more than he did tonight and with a little more force than he did tonight. I actually thought Utah did a pretty good job keeping him off the glass. Sure did. Like, they had plays, rebounds, where Markin was boxing him out, and then Kessler was coming in to get the rebound. Like, they played that well, but um, it was a good game, not a great game from him. Yeah, I don't think it was a good game from Yoke, just because it's not what you expect from him. Like, uh, as the back-to-back -back MVP and a guy that can really just take over at any time, it's about setting the tone. And we talked about him just, like, setting the table throughout all the preseason. In this game, I feel like he came out timid. He really could have just dominated from the opening tip, and that would have put Utah in, in a bad spot where they're trying to figure it out. But they just kind of felt like they could stick around because he's, like, just setting guys up or he's just, like, you no, know, not taking shots. And then when he seen that they were down, he kind of got upset, and he's like, okay, I'll be the best player in the world, and I can score whenever I want to. Um, and, and that's what we've uh, seen tonight. But they didn't have a guy that could slow him down. They had, like, a plan to try to slow him down, but he scored with ease whenever he wanted to. Um, we see the 17 field goal attempts, but that was later in the game when it was kind of out of hand, and he just was like, I'm going to score. But he has to be a guy that just, like, just dominates from, from the very beginning, and the team is going to just follow him. Um, and that's what I felt like this was going to be about, especially in a game or just in a season that has Michael Porter Jr. coming back, Jamal Murray coming back. You still want them to run the offense through Yoke because that's how you're going to win a championship. That's how you're going to um, reach your full potential. And he can't have times where he's like, no, you guys can do it and then all fit in. You don't fit in. You're the guy. Yeah. I, it's setting the tone. And the, I mean, we, when you talk about you know the leadership aspect of that the final piece for him like i mean kale who's our king of the game tonight it's, it's definitely yoke right it's definitely yoke. like we're criticizing the guy it who we, been it could have been aaron gordon it definitely could have been definitely. Aaron gordon. you're right could have been either of those I guys we gave it to yoke. aaron gordon yeah. 27 points four rebounds six assists. when did we debate king of the game i missed that uh we, we were having a setup crisis we oh. had to go quick <laughs> um but some controversy 27 points nonetheless like so this criticism is not like he had this you know he's bad he played this or that of but not, of course not. it is when you're the team's best player you have to demand things of your team and tonight it just didn't look like anybody demanded anything of the team and that's and that's why not they lost all. i also think one i mean Jokic is an extraordinary defensive rebounder, and it's arguably his biggest asset as a team defender. He seals possessions after a miss. He didn't do that tonight. And yeah. so credit, as Wynn said, large credit to Utah for having a game plan there, throwing out a big lineup, being ready for it. But look, I think we can all point to a couple that Yoke. Yeah, I mean, get. at the end of the day, it's... Kelly Olynyk. He's got to get at I, the end of the day. I, it's Walker Kessler. And it's energy. I mean, it's energy, right? Yeah, and that well, was really it. The game was kind of over in that fourth quarter in the final five minutes, but there were four or five possessions where he got out on an island. The defense just looked like helpless. I oh, mean, yeah. Colin Sexton gets to the rim. Colin yeah. Sexton gets a free throw line. He's bad defensively, you know. Too. And so it was one of those ones where you know we all defend Yoke's defensive upside. He could do some things, but tonight was one of those ones where if you tuned in to be like, all right, let's see what the Nuggets got, you'd have been like, yeah, this team's never winning a title with sure. that guy because sure. yeah, he was man, getting it was um, bad. Aaron Gordon. Be Aaron Gordon tonight 
Yeah, he might have been, should have been king of the game. 22 points. Yeah, the, the chat's pissed, man. The chat's <laughs> pissed. Controversy on night we one about king of the game. We dropped the we ball. Had, I'm with had, you, chat, by the way. I'm with you. We, <laughs> were having a, we were having a stress moment trying to get this thing off the ground. It was only 30 minutes late. Um, Aaron Gordon, 22 points, 10 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal, 1 block, 1 turnover, 1 foul, minus 7 in the game. He just he really did fill in the gaps. Yeah. He did miss his three pointers though tonight, and they were big because they Denver, were no yeah. because they came at moments when Denver was like, Denver. I'm telling you, Denver kept getting it to ten seven like right there, and it was like, hey, you're right there. Just yeah. finish this out, finish this out, and it was miss three. That one in the corner oh, sticks out. One. That just would have been a huge momentum one. But he was great. He was very. He good. was right awesome, man. Aaron Gordon. He played with physicality. He played with energy, emotion. He played with everything that yep. the rest of this team lacked tonight. He really did. That's and a great point. Man, like every game last year, we talked about how if Aaron Gordon is just physical and tries to play in the paint and at the rim and just uses yep, his strength and athleticism, the game can be so easy for him. And that's what it was today. He dominated the paint and he can play like this every single game if he wants to. Right. It's, it should be this easy. Yeah, it's great to see him like be able to not really conserve energy, but just not have to use it at all times. Like the beginning of the year, AG is great because he like he has that uh, energy. He's able to move around. He's way stronger than everybody, but he's like ultra aggressive right now. He's still trying to go through guys, still trying to dunk every single thing that comes to him. And him and uh, Yoke had that uh, connection that he just kept on doing the yeah. same play over and over and over. And AG just like. He just finds the, the the pass. He knows when it's coming every single time. I might um, even say they have the second best two man game with Yoke, Yoke and Yoke Murray. Yoke, to it. Yoke There's a lot to it. They yeah, were locked they, like, in he together. Looked, he looked really good, and also uh, he really wanted to win. Yeah, and like, if you want to see um, that, like when a person like really wants it bad, he had seven more shots than MPJ. He. He tied with Jokic on field goal attempts. Like I do think there's something. This is a great point that's, because again, he knows he's learned the system. He knows where to he knows anticipate. how to get. He knows how to get. He's, he's going to continue to attack right. that and just find those like small things. So for him to just like step outside of himself and, and really just want it, like that's the type of energy that you have to go off of and you try to rally behind. Great game from him. He was the king of the game. We that might have to change our king got. of the game. Kale, get to work on a new God king damn it, of the game, Kale. Kale. Even though you did exactly what we told <laughs> Even you. Even though, yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on, improve. Kale. What the hell? You should Throw know when we're wrong. Kale. That, that A.G. Jokic connection, though, we thought it was strong. Yeah. And it's it's absolutely as strong as we could have hoped for at yeah. this point. Like, yeah. that was really, really encouraging, man. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, can we get to the bad stuff now? You guys ready for some bad oh, stuff? Oh, were we just doing the good stuff? Yeah, that was, well, oh, I mean, I the mean, A.G. thing. We got to segue. The most frustrating thing, or one of the most frustrating things to me tonight is we watched this bench unit, and they had been winning in practice, I'm told, this five-man unit. Because I, I even said this on the show the other day where it was like, we watched him in the f first couple of preseason games. I'm right. like, why is Davon Reed and DeAndre Jordan out there? Like, Davon Reed in particular to me is the guy of all of them that I was always like, why is he? Just because it's the status quo. He's the guy that's not new. I honestly think that's why. It's just that he's the most tenured ten tenured player so he gets penciled in there because to me I don't understand what the skill set is that he brings to the table for that specific unit um, but Malone I asked him this question at practice this week like hey you know you like to play five in five out lineups what do you think of this and you know he kind of brushed it off in this game that's exactly what happened let's get a five let's get the bench unit in here we'll bring it it was horrible it was atrocious and I'm telling you I don't know how that lineup keeps beating the starters how is Davon Reed, DeAndre Jordan, Jeff Green front court beating Jokic, Michael Porter, and Aaron Jordan? Yoke probably never tries yeah, to score. Like, there's no way Jokic no one's tries in practice, man. We know why. one other starter once thought Mason Plumley was better than Jokic at practice, so I've got to think he just doesn't try. When we were in the preseason, we were talking about should Jokic, she shot three shots in two games. Is it good? Is it bad? Honestly, sometimes it's like you need to know who you are. Yeah. And like everybody observing the team, yeah. If you you know you need to punish these guys and let Malone know that this is not a lineup. Like I don't know, but to me, Calvin Boots like like dude, come on, we need you to. We, we really need pick you to do here. this. Jeff Green tonight a minus eighteen. He played Sheesh. sixteen. He only played sixteen minutes and got oh no eighteen. He had six points, four rebounds, one monster dunk. Jeff Green was awful tonight. Minus eighteen, just no. Um, he was really bad. Again, you throw out a lineup that's DeAndre Jordan, you think, okay, we got to rebound the ball. We're out there. He was a minus 13 in six minutes, DeAndre Jordan was. <laughs> in six minutes. 
with that second unit, did, was it just me or was they running the offense through Jeff Green and trying to get him? <laughs> they, on they came out of a timeout and called a Jeff couple Green. Of time, it was like back up. to back. They were doing post ups. I'm like, what the hell? If 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 this is what Yo. they have to go to. It's time to stagger right. right now. Like I, I really uh, like I agreed with like you have to give that second unit a chance to prove themselves. See eh. like what the like the bad spot is. That's who you're gonna take out of the rotation. Give guys like a, um, a opportunity. But at no point should you let Jeff Green be the guy that you're running the offense through and put him in spots where he's. He's going to try to do like a one-on-one -on -one move on the, in the post. I was just like, okay, that's, this is not set up for him to do Pe well. People who follow or who are DNVR members and check out what makes this play great, you'll know the play they called there, AI Knicks. Is, but, so I'm, I only bring that up to say it literally, I, in the video, I explained it as the Jeff Green ISO play. That Why was the play they called. Why would you ever call a Jeff Green ISO? I think it's because that's how Malone viewed that unit is you've got oh, Bones God. creating and you got Jeff as an ISO second option and – it clearly didn't work. It was the least surprising thing. And then you Jeff Green at least had four rebounds tonight. I mean, in 16 minutes. That's not exactly that's Jeff, that, for Jeff, that's like For eight. Jeff, yeah. that's yeah. monumental. I mean, the bench, if you want to know a really crazy stat, what is this? Uh, eight total rebounds from the bench tonight? <laughs> eight total rebounds. Total from everybody on the bench. That's you had wild. eight total. That's and wild. again, are you surprised when I tell you that Jeff Green, Davon Reed, no. Bruce Bones... I mean, DeAndre, you're a little surprised by, but the rest of the guys, are you surprised that unit didn't want, no, didn't rebound the ball well? It was just so upsetting watching that happen because yeah. you could see it coming. You could see it a mile away. And uh, it's like we saw that unit fail in the preseason. Nobody, none of us were surprised they failed tonight. Um, if that unit's going to succeed, it's because Ish Smith is in for Davon Reed or... Jeff Green. Hey, in, in years past, man, it takes two months for Malone to make this adjustment. He was throwing stuff on the wall by quarter three. So it's true. It, we it's may, true. That, that's worth pointing out. Right. Now, would I be surprised if he goes right back to, to it? To, no. be, to be honest with you, it was quicker than that. He right. threw Murray. I mean, it was a yeah. bad adjustment. He, he was like, Murray, you're back. You haven't played for two weeks. And before that, a year and a half. Yeah. Because it, it was two minutes into the second quarter where things, the wheels were off. And then you're like, okay, we'll put him in. Um, so there's that. Also... This is the craziest part to me. <laughs> Zeke Naji being the guy that they brought up every day of preseason and training camp Dude. and then just getting it collecting a DNP Come to on, me is man. the like wildest thing. And not really wild because to your point, Harrison, you weren't surprised. I wasn't really of surprised. We're not surprised. We're not surprised. Yeah. We watched the preseason, but I honestly don't understand the point of Malone raving about him literally every day of camp and then him being a non player. And a night like this when you yeah. be, you already benched DeAndre but didn't go for him. <laughs> yeah. There's something that's getting lost in communication there. I don't know. I, I, I mean, you would say, like, it's because they want to trade or just, like, hype them Could up be. to try to see what Could they be. can get out of them. <laughs> but, like, it's so early in the season. That's that our goal at training camp. Something. Our top priority let's hype also, up Zeke Naji to imagine, up his trade value can you imagine there's like scouts that are just reading the clippings from beat reporters yeah. out of trade like, like oh I can't oh, wait to watch Zeke Naji like hold on Zeke Naji I'm hearing hey, his man. name hey, from look, Brendan Vogt that he's stuff, been great you're choking man there are national media members tweeting about Zeke Naji despite not having watched him for national five media minutes. members there's I think it was Zach Lowe had him in a column that this was like Zeke Naji's so the you're talk of town. Dev, yeah. I'm not I think there's something to that I bet you his agents because what else would there be like they don't have plans of playing him. <laughs> I feel don't. like there's a disconnect. This is my read. I think there's a disconnect between the front office's view of Zeke and Michael Malone's view of Zeke. Uh, but That's Michael Malone's the one hyping him. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes, he is. Yes. We were at camp. He was hyping him. But I him. don't think as much as... The Nuggets Man, as an organization. I disagree, Michael. Because to me, you, listen, that's my number one thought is like, okay, who's the one talking? But when it's Michael Malone talking about this or that, I'm, I, that's where but I get But if you look at it, though, they hype him for the right reasons. Like he's in the weight room trying hard. He's showing up to practice on time. He's staying late. Have you like seen he, the picture of Zeke Naji before the summer? <laughs> exactly. he, they hype him for the, the things that don't matter on the basketball court. They're not right. saying he dominated in practice. They're not saying he scored whenever he wants to or shot the piss out of the ball or anything. They were just saying, like, he does all the right things, yeah. which he does do. He just It does not translate into he, yeah. the, to the game. Here's my theory on it. When Jeremy Grant was here, remember, he did not start. He, people don't always remember this. He came off the bench. 
And it was because Paul Millsap was there. The veteran and the status quo. And this is what I mean about Davon Reed. I think Michael Malone has a hard time disrupting the status quo in any circumstance. In any circumstance. Mm -hmm. And I think right now, Davon Reed was the status quo. You know, DeAndre Jordan's a veteran. He's the status quo. Jeff Jeff Green. Green. Jeff Green's the the veteran. He's the status quo. And I think some of this you look at, you know, Christian Brown, does he do things that Davon Reed doesn't? Like, are we sure that that's like a a negative here? I've seen enough... Davon minutes where I'm not quite sure what the plan. That's is. what I'm like saying. Because Christian Brown might be just as bad. I'm just saying I don't know what Davon Reed is doing there, and I don't know. And more man, importantly, yeah. I don't know what that five man unit with Davon Reed is doing. Right. So nothing. But but at the same time, I'm nothing. absolutely not surprised. And this is why I raised these concerns in the preseason. This is why I asked the question of Malone at practice, and this is why I'm bringing it up now. Is my fear is. The status quo is the guys that he likes to rely on, Jeff Green, DeAndre Jordan. And to me, the, there's one lineup I don't like that the Nuggets can go to, and it's the one they went to tonight. That probably cost them the game, yeah. at least cost them the, the momentum for it. My Yeah. My other thing with that lineup, and I talked about this in the preseason. Sorry I'm bringing it up again. Go for it, Wend. Bruce Brown, I thought, was really, really good defensively tonight, and he shined in the fourth quarter when he was on the floor with Jokic right. and Jamal Murray he's and good. Aaron Gordon. He's Bruce good. Brown is wasting away when he's playing with that bench unit. He kind of is, yeah. He That is not his role. He's not a creator from the wing. He's not a catch-and-shoot guy. He is a terrible fit with that all-bench second unit. Bruce Brown has to play with the starters. That's why he was great in the fourth quarter. Stagger. He can be this game changer defensively, but he's a waste if you play him primarily with the bench. Let's let's take a break on the other side, though. Let's talk about how to fix this. It's only game one. So what are the lessons the Nuggets should lead into Friday? By the way, you go from the Utah Jazz to the Golden State Warriors. Whew, that's a that's a, that's a tough uh, bounce-back opponent yeah. uh, on national television. Or, or tele- perfect television. for the Nuggets. Or perfect, you know what I knows. mean? They're so weird uh, But let's it. talk about it. How do we fix what we saw tonight? And maybe we'll go around the association. And maybe do we get any super chats, Kel? Can I get a shot of Rocky? Super Excel. chats, holy Can hell! I get a shot of Rocky, please. Oh man, we have our Rocky that we do see we for the it? first. We'll have to go one. first. Winners land. I don't, I don't know. Serbians drink when they're man. sad too. I, might I think. Need one. You tell me, Serbia. I'm pretty sure I'm right on that. Oh man, pretty sure I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, Breckenridge Brewery is the official beer of DNVR, and it's Nugget season. The Broncos are playing as well. Oh, we have won. to acknowledge them. The Suns won. Did they really? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh, Mail's oh, around, around the association. Make sure to pick up some Broncos Country Pale Ale. Are we still in hell? What Show off hell that happened? colorful Colorado legacy with the Orange Crush logo and 100% Colorado ingredients. The Breckenridge Brewery Broncos Country Pale Ale. Pick it up at your local liquor store. If you don't know where to get it, check out the Breck Brew Beer Locator on their website. Uh, also, shout out pinsandaces.com. Pins and Aces is the official golf apparel partner of DNVR. Look, if you're wearing Pins and Aces gear on the course or off the course, you're going to get compliments. They've got awesome polos, hats, golf bags. They've also got a beer sleeve. It's an innovative product that allows you to store seven beers right inside your golf bag and keep those beers cold for the entire round. Go to pinsandaces.com, use code DNVR, get 15% off your first order and free shipping at pinsandaces.com. All righty, we are back. Um, let's hit these super chats real quick. Kale, what do we got? Can somebody with good eyesight read these? Yeah, I got you. Not me. All right. Our new set's so big, I can't see the Jacob monitor. Jacob Christensen <laughs> says, super chat, not mad, just sad. Uh, it started good. Yeah. Not mad. Oh, good. Yeah. Just sad. Just sad. Ah, ah, damn it. All right, Steve Wynn, what do you got for us? Chins up, brothers. We're in the golden era of Nuggets basketball, and we got 81 plus 16 games to make this the best season in yeah. history. It's hard to, hard hey, to really go up there, from here. You know what? Whatever. I'm with I, I like the I'm energy, man. I do, that, too. That's what we're trying to bring like into it. this year, man. It's this is our 100%. first test. Uh, ben Mack Stephen, sorry. Uh, $5 super chat. Super chat. Mm. Super chat. That's it. That's the Hell whole thing. Hell, yeah. Nugs fan times three. Super chat. This game was so choppy, it didn't even seem real. It did feel like a dream. I will be honest. This did feel a little bit like pure adrenaline excitement, and then you're just like, like in it. Uh, like, uh, like, is this the best the Jazz are going to play all season? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. They yeah. celebrate it, too, man. I don't they, blame them. They loved Dude, it. Party, party on, Salt Lake. Hey, uh, hey. But speak- just end it before 9 p.m. Speaking of the status quo, you know who never upended the status quo in Denver? 
<laughs> Jared Vanderbilt and Malik Beasley. Great games tonight. Very Malik, enthusiastic yeah. performances too. Yeah, they, they're very happy. About very it. happy en route to their very dominant performances. It. Oh boy, we got to give a shout out to our guy Matt Moore because Michael Hohennessy is so annoyed that Matt Moore made money off this game tonight. Is everyone aware that he's a Chiefs fan too? I know. Yeah, that's totally true. Hey. You guys have to understand something. He does this every time. He picks the most. The thing that will annoy you the most, he picks it, and when he's wrong, it's just like it's not brought up. So, the, yeah. Matt, it's not that he's right about these. He just he picks it, and then he's like, "Oh man, if this right hurts, now. I'll laugh in your he's face." He's also kind of a shark, though. Yeah, his he has a public betting record. You guys can he's go look it up. Action Network. He's yeah. good. At he's this. kind of a shark. We should yeah. probably <laughs> stop laughing at his picks. <laughs> you can see his record upside. What do we got? I can't read it. Predictable is Malone's middle name. <laughs> From our guy, Brian Wendland. I mean, it's game number one. I'm telling you right now, Malone was going to be pred- – I mean, most coaches are predictable on night number one, and Malone yeah. did the exact same we thought. Nonetheless, even with all that, Denver can't lose to the damn Jazz. Like, they of have course, to play yeah. harder. They have to rebound. They have to close out. The one thing I will say we didn't talk about, the Nuggets' defense to me, that's the worst part. They got a lot of threes, but they Nuggets gave up a lot of threes. You know, um, a lot of those corner threes, too. A lot of open threes. Like, part of this was Utah, they came into the season um, – you know, with their new coach, one of the things was they're going to look to shoot a lot of threes this year. They're no going to look to do it. But also it is like when you generate them, they, they find ways to generate them. Michael Malone this year coming into camp, what did he say? We want to shoot more threes. We want to raise our threes by three a game. We want to get three more threes a game. Obviously, Denver doesn't quite yet appear to figure out how to generate it. Utah, new coach, new system, new players. They generated an enormous amount, uh, an yeah. enormous amount, and I'm a little concerned with the Denver defense that they were, gave them up so easy. The Nuggets defense, <laughs> we expect it to be significantly better this season, but we also know that the Nuggets are running pretty much the same defensive scheme as last year, and man, it looked like the same defense as last <laughs> year tonight too. Yeah, no A lot of it uh, had to do with second chance points too, and yes. turnovers, and so turnovers like, well, too. If they're getting second out. chance points now. They're just doing kickouts where the guys are just wide open on three point uh, shots. So if they grab a little bit more rebounds, get on those boards, that's going to stop a lot of those kickout threes that they knock down at a high rate today. Yeah. All right. How do we fix it? Um, vote. Well, first and foremost. Give a shit? Can I toss that one out there? Is that all right? Maybe a sense of urgency. A little cold water. A sense of realizing the season started. Yeah, that would be a big part of it. Uh, A couple guys did it. Not enough did it. That's my first one. My second one, all four of us are on the same page. Chat's on the same page. Stagger. How, though? What does that mean? Well, I like the idea of Porter playing with the bench. Maybe there's something to um, maybe getting KCP minutes with the bench as well. Bones gets some minutes with the starters. But the idea of Porter helping the bench offensively and Bruce Brown coming in and helping the starters like that bridge worked really well for them tonight. And I think it's something that can be fruitful across the season. Yeah. I don't think the answer is Jamal Murray with the bench, especially when he's ramping up. That's so much to ask of him. Yeah. I don't think that's get back to your old self and also learn these new guys. Yep. Michael Porter jr. With the bench, Bruce Brown with the starters. Like that's the, if you want to narrow it down to that, that's the main swap. I think, but you know, also Porter gets minutes with the starters too, um, and obviously there's no minutes limit him for him, so you can play him a lot, and I'm, and I'm fine with that. Um, I we might not get Jamal Murray on Friday, by the way. No, I don't think you will. So it might be a moot. I point. think you rest Jamal Friday, so he plays in the home opener. I think yeah. that's the easy call. Uh, so yeah, maybe you do get Bruce Brown starting, but I think this is gonna be. As bad as the Nuggets defense looks for most of this season. I'm buying the defense. I still am. I was that encouraged with what happened at the end of the preseason. I think this was a game where Denver thought it could just show up and win and walk all over a Jazz team that is heading for Victor Wembenyama in the draft. Hey, by the way, David Locke swears they're not tanking this year. I mean, we'll see, but... I mean, okay. okay. <laughs> They're going to have no choice. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. m- they have a lot of vets for a tanking team. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think Denver rebounds, though. Like, they're going to be okay. One, I think that uh, the ball should just touch Jokic's hand every single time. And then everyone else has to rotate or just figure it out around that. Um, I feel like he's trying to go back to the old offense, not realizing he is 
the guy now. He's the guy that everyone else needs to figure out. Um, he could either score, he could facilitate and make the offense run through him where they're figuring it out. Two, better guard play. Like, it was just not good guard play in this game from any guard. Bones did not have a good game. Yeah, Jamal didn't. didn't have a good game. Ish Smith barely played at all. And then now put Bones as the, the main, uh, the primary ball handler. And I feel like he's a shooting guard now. It looked yeah. like it in this game. Um, but, like, just how they were just out of rhythm, out of sync, not on the same page at all. That, like, starts with the guard and also not giving it to Jokic every single time because he's not being aggressive. So getting back to your roots and, and just taking care of the ball, I think, goes a long way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think, especially if Murray's out this next game as we anticipate, getting Ish back out there, I mean, it works so Please. well. Everybody seemed Please. to like it. So for me. <laughs> I never thought I'd be the guy clamoring for Ish Smith. Yeah. He's not my type of player, but this team needs a player like that. I think the stagger is obviously the right thing here, but it is tough, difficult in my opinion. I mean, I really like the lineup that we saw in the last two preseason games yeah. with Bruce and Jamal spot. But that means that you're not really giving the bench. You're giving him Jamal Murray, who's hobbled right now. Again, I'm not. I'm not trying to be hard on Jamal Murray. To me, he's like met expectations. The expectations just are, have to be kind of lowered because he's coming back from a major injury. So I think it becomes a little bit trickier there. Like, what else can you do? Is there another route you can go to? I I think Denver really needs two defensive guards out there, and Murray right now can't be that. And that, and if you just say we'll swap him out for Bones, I don't know. You know, you're going to make a better, more dynamic offense, but I don't know if that's the answer either. So, for me, I do think it's a little bit tricky. I would just say with that bench unit, there's some guys in Davon Reed that I, again I don't understand. DeAndre Jordan again's got to be like a situational type guy, uh, and I think you have to really look at what you have there and say where do we want to invest our time. If if we're starting from a low baseline. Does it really matter then if we give another guy some, you know, a Zeke Naji a chance or a, a Christian Brown a chance or an Ish Smith a chance? To me, it's like the baseline's so low. I think you got to go there. Yeah. So I would hope to see that in this next one. The Ish Smith Bones Highland backcourt was so dynamic in the preseason. That has to be a play, right? Yeah. I, like, that has to be a move here. Yeah. In game number two. I mean, you gave up 123 points. Like you got to stop saying we're worried about our defense. Like come on, they gave up 123 points. Don't. It doesn't get it doesn't get worse that, than that. That pairing gives the bench some juice though. Yeah. The last thing I'll say here is I want to see Jokic be aggressive from the start in this game, especially Golden State. Like go go set the tone. Show your team that hey, we can't start 0-2. We don't want to start 0-2. We got a back to back for three. We don't want to go 0-3. You want to get this win here and kind of set some momentum. Everybody will forget about opening night if you get a win on national television against the Warriors. Yep. But it's gotta take you setting the tone and telling everybody, go out there and grab five boards in the first five minutes. Grab 10 points in the first five minutes. Show everybody, hey, let's go. Everybody pick it up. We didn't see that tonight, and I think it trickled down a little bit. So those would be my fixes. I want Yoke to take it into the chest of Draymond Green on the first player of the game Friday. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to go around the association? That's what we need. To wrap up, go yeah, around the association. First night where everybody's playing. Let's go a little around the association. Uh-huh. Uh, Pistons beat up on the Magic tonight. Oh, my gosh. I have to look at the box score here because i got to see what Bull Bull did. That was a fun he game. He played 18 I actually, minutes. I watched this game. Really? You Bull did? Bull played 18 minutes tonight, you guys. What he do you had, think Bull Bull's first play that he touched the ball? What do you think it was? A three. three. Yeah. Pull up. Did he step out of bounds? He stepped out of bounds. <laughs> he stepped out of bounds. Hell yeah. Let's go, Bull. Never change. But he had some good plays, too. Four of six. He had 10 points and six rebounds. So he had, I mean, put up some production Good tonight. for him. <laughs> Good for him. You don't really care, do you? No, uh, I don't. Paolo Bancaro went for 27.95. Oh, That's a pretty big line. And then we have any big lines over there? Not really. Other than Boyan Pogdanovich uh, went off a What's little bit. What's RJ Hampton up to? I didn't see. Uh, the Wizard. He feels like barely a nugget. Like already a distant memory. But I just want to talk about how big of a fleece that trade was. (laughs) The Wizards beat the Pacers tonight. Oh, we got to look at some old nuggets again. I can't believe this. Around the association, looking at old (laughs) old X's. Uh, Monte Morris tonight. A plus 17. Plus 17. Seven points, six rebounds, six assists, two steals. And the game they only won by seven. They only won by seven. Then Willie Barton had 17 points. He was a net zero on the on a on a bench that was negative. On a bench that was negative. Seventeen points on fifty percent shooting and three assists. Will Woo! Barton was good three, off the three, bench. Three or four. From and, and you know what? I definitely know he wasn't the problem tonight. He wasn't the problem. <laughs> oh, anyway, so bad. that didn't feel good though. That no, it didn't feel good. I'm mad about that too somehow. 
the Hawks. The Hawks. What if Will Barton's the trade target? You guys, we should. I, <laughs> the Nuggets Reed? need to never win. We do misery so well. We are so. We're good so at it. good at it, man. We're so good. Yeah. Uh, the Hawks win one seventeen one oh seven on the Houston Rockets. I'm only gonna look up uh, Jalen Green's line just for seven of twenty. Oh, 7 of 20. You know, that's a Jalen Green. That's what we expect. Predictable. As we've said on this show. Oh, wait, wait. His other guy, Tari Eason. 8.7 rebounds in 15 minutes. Man, he's right. Tari Eason. That's a guy that would just grab boards. He's like super Jared Vanderbilt. Um, Let's see. Who else we got? Pelicans beat up on the Nets. This was the SmackDown of the night. If we can go to the SmackDown, the Pelicans might be great, guys. They won the first quarter. Listen to this. 32 to 14 the first quarter. This game was wow. over. They came out with the aggressiveness of the Jazz. <laughs> they won the second the third quarter 40 to 28. This was an ass whooping. Um, <laughs> the Nets might be terrible, but the Pelicans might be awesome. You get 25 points for Zion. You get 28 points for Ingram. You get 21 points for McCollum. You get 15 for Big Val. You get 16 for Trey Murphy who I love. Big Val. Um, that's yeah, an all Zion around. came back and played 30 minutes. Good for him, man. Good for him. Nice. That must have been a, an annoying time off. Meanwhile, Ben Simmons played 23 minutes tonight. How many points would you guess he had? I, I I'm going to tell you right now, he shot 66%. I'll say he had more <laughs> fouls than he had points. <laughs> You're right. On both accounts, he wow. fouled out. He was a minus 26 tonight, and he had four points. Man, Ben Simmons. I, oh, I, why do I say, oh, man, oh, I don't feel bad for him. Again. Predictable. That's the theme of the night. Hey, everybody in all city did great tonight. The Bulls got the win, 116-108 yeah, over go Bulls. For them. the Miami Heat. Uh, big they, one for them. And that was without Zach Levine. Also, Mark, the, the Bulls have had like, the worst vibes of the preseason, and they get a win. <laughs> Man, that's, that's so, so true. true. Man. You know, though, they don't have Zach Levine, but you know what you do get? Then you get Caruso at Dusumu backcourt. You know what that is? Lockdown elite also defense rhymes, from your backcourt. Uh, Cavs beat up on – oh, by the way, I'll just throw this out there. The Cavs have been up. Michael Pina, the ringer, his first article, he had a trade thing that he predicts will happen this year. It's like a, a heat check prediction. Jimmy Butler, because the heat season's not going to be good. They just lost tonight at home to a Bulls team that's not very good. Jimmy Butler for Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> that was a prediction he had. I listened to it and I go, oh, God, that might happen, might it? Well... I mean, that'd be a great trade for Denver. Let's not kid ourselves. He's a great defender, man. He'd be an a incredible lot of defense. Fit. Also, Michael Porter Jr. and Tyler Hero in Miami's <laughs> a hell of a choice for the Heat. I feel like Michael Porter would hate Miami. Like no, he's the he one would, guy no, in the NBA he would that, love oh, Miami. Man, Are you kidding, man? He, he Miami is would hate so him. South Beach. <laughs> <laughs> he's so South Beach. <laughs> Miami would hate him. Uh, Raptors beat the Cavs. Everybody's excited about the Cavs, but the Raptors are the real Cavs, in my opinion. Um, they win you guys are good with... Uh, never what? mind. I don't, you don't like the Raptors? No, I. they don't like the Jimmy Butler trade. The the chat. I mean, everybody loves MPJ, man. I mean, you gotta love MPJ. Okay. He represents right, the long runway. Right, Jimmy Butler. Until it happens, it's yeah. night one. I'll stop. Yeah, you don't yeah. like. You don't root for your guy to be traded until it happens. Then you're yeah, like, you know what? All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He wasn't the problem tonight. I'm sorry. He was not the problem tonight. He, he was, was very not. good tonight. I love Mike Porter. One fifteen, one twelve. The Grizzlies get the Knicks. God damn it! All of our, all of our competitors did great tonight. That was that was a game, right? Shining, shining, Grizzlies shining. Uh, guess what? Timberwolf shining tonight, guys. Oh, <laughs> Timberwolves get the win, one fifteen, one hundred eight. This is a bad around the association. Can we go down? God some Timberwolves damn it! What happened? What, what Sixteen happened? rebounds for Gobert. He was a plus thirteen. Oh, Cat was two for ten. Cat uh, lost like fifty also pounds. Predictable. Yeah, what like about his assist total though? I heard he had a lot. He had uh, seven. Seven assists. Oh, Look wow. at him. He's mold. He's evolved into Jokic. Ah, oh, Tim. Uh, Hornets, Spurs, the Hornets get the win there. That's a tankathon. 129-102. No defense was played. The Suns come back to beat the Mavericks. Guys, they were down 20 points at the first quarter, and they come back to Whoa. win by two. Damian Lee apparently hits a a big bucket. What was that well about? Because they were losing by oh. so much. Really, I thought Damn that game was Suns over. Suns have better vibes than us. Peach and X gets to celebrate, no, easy, too. No, easy, easy, oh, easy. Peach the Suns X. vibes are permanently down. 
Oh, I don't know, but the a comeback the other day. Dallas is going to Didn't you help. see Lindsay saying that she roots against Denver because yeah. of us? I got to say, that's because of us? the least surprising thing yeah, That's the least surprising thing. That's right. Yeah. We did I'm hang, surprised. We hang out one time. She I, I did met, not seem yeah, to I like us. Um, <laughs> she met me. Yeah, she met you. I mean, come on. She met you. Of course she hates you. Trailblazers beat the Kings. My my beloved Kings at home. I'm picking them as the underdog team. I'm picking the Blazers the to beat. Blazers the Blazers won The Blazers won. This is the ultimate wet blanket start. What the hell? This doesn't count. Start Get over. that outro music. Start I want to go home. I don't want to be here anymore. Uh, the Nuggets lose tonight, guys. One game, one of eighty-two. You know what? <laughs> it's always darkest before the dawn. Hey, Some man! Lessons. Don't dwell on it. We're back Friday. A chance to totally erase this game from our memory if the Nuggets win Friday. Oh, if they beat the Warriors on Friday, if they beat the Warriors, we're back. Think about we're those back. Games. One yeah, more super. Chat. We can be Nothing. back just like that. Nothing would matter. Evan, Evan came through the super chat. The Nuggets have a long way to go to look like the Celtics or Warriors did last night. Luckily, they have plenty of time to do so. Put Banger. a button on it for it's us, It's not man. wrong. Thanks, Evan. Everybody, uh, don't forget, we do have the party bus. You've only got like three or four days left to do that. No, get uh, on this, to get guys. On this. Sign it's up a great for the party deal. 100, bus. 100 bucks, you get to go on the bus to and from the arena, and then you hang out here. You never know what's going to happen afterwards when you get back here. And then also, uh, you know, Friday night at the DNVR bar. It's our first Friday. We had a great crowd tonight. We hope to see an even better one. I mean, it was a full bar tonight. Hope to see an even better one for Friday. Hit that like button on the way out, guys. We'll see you Friday.